What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. Today, we are going to do things a little bit differently. I have realized that we are about, Amber, what is like 50? We're in 56. 56 episodes in a Fearless. Can I get a round of applause, please? (laughs) We are 56 episodes in at about, I want to say like a almost a two-year mark, I think. Um, Obviously, there was a little bit of a lull in there somewhere because we did not do things weekly at some point. But I've realized we've gotten a lot of new listeners, a lot of new followers, which is really exciting. And I want to take a second to kind of recap and reintroduce myself, the podcast, the people behind the podcast who are very important to me, and have people at the studio interview me so you guys can get to know me a little bit better, the podcast a little better. If you don't really understand the why behind the podcast or why this is even a thing, I kind of want to dive deep into that. So today we have brought my two producers on the show. We have Amber. Hello there. I'm actually in front of the camera for once in a lifetime. I know. I'm so excited to have you right in front of me. Amber has been producing my show as of late. And we also have Travis behind the decks right now. Hi, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. We, you guys, If you guys have been listening, we actually have had them both on the podcast prior. But they are key parts of my life here at, at Sticky Paws and kind of hold the glue they're the glue that holds me together when things are falling apart so we're the sticky stuff that they has are the <laughs> stick together sticky, sticky paws, paws. Yep. <laughs> let's go so we are gonna flip it around a little bit and have them interview me i'm not sure how this is gonna go and let's just keep it pg y'all <laughs> so christina how's Her the wire eyes? part <laughs> so how's your wires coming <laughs> I recently showed Amber this horrendous, horrendous job I did on my TV and TV console at my house. My wires are completely exposed. So it's like a running joke here that it is my life. The accurate depiction of my life. Yeah. No one will understand that. You have to put it in the context where it sounds really bad. But anyway, we're going to let you guys rapid fire and kind of just get right into it. So... Christina. <laughs> like this is an intervention all of a sudden. It's like a whole intervention. Your communication. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. It is an intervention. Here it's we are. It's a huge intervention. It's a long time coming. Fuck. So I have known you since November of 20. What, what year is this? 2020. 2022. I almost said 24. I almost said I knew you since November of 2022, and that's when I have officially became your social producer, and I basically took over from George from there. Like, literally watching your podcast grow, it's like one of those things that you're like, you plant a flower, and then next you know, it's starting to bloom, and it's blooming with multiple, like, petals and everything to it, so I'm so proud of you for that. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but let's get into the nitty gritty because <laughs> every flower has a thorn you know how she patted that <laughs> let's get into a little nitty gritty so since being your producer since november of 2020 we have seen so many ups and downs of the evolution of this podcast 
And the evolution of this podcast was originally relationship advice and then how to get over your trauma. And now we're switching the gears a little bit because we have noticed that I don't want to say like a lot of people want to be podcasters, but a lot of people would try to put their stuff out there and then notice that it's not working or it's not being there or anything like that. So communication <laughs> let's talk about that because we we have established their communication so many times yeah our first our literally our first ever meeting we had I was like I have noticed that you disappear out of nowhere yeah why is that you know it's funny well first of all thank you it's, it's really nice to have you guys along the journey I will say that especially because I and I've talked about this before and this is something that I think is a toxic trait of mine and it is something that I even talk about for this reason because I know other people suffer from it and that is one imposter syndrome and commitment and it isn't necessarily just commitment to like a relationship I'm talking commitment to anything that you do in life and one thing that I have noticed about myself is that when sometimes things get really good I get really fucking scared or when I get overwhelmed I get really scared and I pull away and this is why it's so important to have people in your life that are going to hold you accountable no matter what because sometimes you don't see things from the same perspective other people see just like how you had mentioned I've watched your podcast blossom into I've watched your podcast blossom from a seed into a flower essentially you've seen the evolution of an idea come to fruition and I have had moments where I don't even look at my podcast like that because Why I'm just, I, and I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those perfectionist um, overachiever kind of mindsets where you forget to sit and just take a look at things in the moment because you're constantly looking for the next thing you have to accomplish because you're just in that survival mode for so long or you've already been in that mode from other areas of your life that it's just how you operate. And it is is a work in progress and something that I have to sit and remind myself on a regular basis, like stop and take it in for a second. Like, do you not see how far you've come? You know what I mean? And even the other day when you're like, your podcast is eligible for ads now or for payouts. And I was like, how did we get here? You know, and, and, it, and it makes you stop and think. And I think everybody really needs to take that as a lesson in life and to really stop and relish in the moment sometimes when you're on your journey because you're going to miss the bigger picture. The bigger picture, right? And I know we stop and we talk about it every once in a while, which is great. But if you don't know how to stop and take in those moments, you're going to miss a lot of the the journey. And that's where the juicy stuff is, you know? Right. Have you ever, like, drawn, like, have a moment of time just to take all your electronics, push them off to the side, and just, like, draw whatever you like? Have you ever like took that time out of your day before? I'm not good at drawing, but I have done it with writing. Like, especially you've reminded me a couple of times. Like there's been times where I've been overwhelmed or something. You're like, stop editing. Stop doing what you're doing. Just take a second and like chill out. Um, and that's something that I normally don't know how to do. Um, and if, if I am doing that, it's because I've burnt myself out and I completely just like fall off the rails. You know what I mean? It's not right. like I'm just chilling out because I'm chilling out. I'm chilling out because I was so burnt out and I was doing so much that I just shut down. And that's not healthy either. So I think finding that balance is important. But taking the time to turn off your electronics, 
Get off your phone, get off your TV, get off your computer, just get rid of all of that. Take a walk in nature, hang out with your pets, things like that. Um, I try and do that every single morning as much as I possibly can. I feel like that's the best way to ground myself. Um, I definitely don't do it in practice as much as I should, and it's something that I preach because I know that when I'm operating in that framework, I'm optimizing my time, my energy, everything's flowing, but the second you get out of that, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that, that practice, funk. you mm. fall back in the funk. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a practice. And I know you, <laughs> you're looking at me like, uh-huh. It was like, I know what we're going to work on today. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing too, and this is something that I've most recently started working on because a lot of last year leading up into the beginning of this year, I burnt myself out really, really bad um, for many reasons. And most recently I've been trying to delegate and f like put a framework in place into my life because I have realized I work really well under structure and almost annoying structure to probably some people. And I feel like if I took you out somewhere, like if we had like a fearless date and we were just like, all right, dope, you see your phone? We're going to put it in this baggie and we're not going to touch it no more. <laughs> well, and, and here, here's the like, here's the tricky part about like that idea. Like I would obviously, but mm. I am such an overperformer and want to get so much done that it's giving That's me anxiety that I'm too. not being able to do something. And it's also giving me anxiety that I'm relaxing, which is terrible and that's awful because i know that exact feeling yeah I, working at the podcast studio you're you, constantly you're on constantly it. on 24 7 mm -hmm. every day of the week it doesn't matter if you're asleep or awake or doing whatever if you're yeah. taking a shit in the toilet then you better answer that phone call because something's probably happening yeah and i will say i think that your environment plays a huge role onto how you operate in your day-to-day -day life because 100%. i think back to the time that I was more on it with everything that I needed to be doing, it was when I was operating from a very calm and peaceful place. I, I had things in my life that were bringing me peace. I was doing things for myself that were bringing me peace. I was very diligent about my morning routine, my night routine, the people I surround myself with, the things I was doing on the weekend. I was very regimented. And I know being regimented can stress a lot of people out or hearing that I'm that regimented can be like, oh, that's a lot. But for me, that actually makes me calm. So I think you do have to figure out what works for you and puts you in your most happy, calm, and peaceful place where you can operate at a place of positivity and your workload doesn't seem so overwhelming. It just seems like it's all structured out and planned. And that's how I get things done or when I when I am getting things done the best. I wish I can relate to that so much, but I work in the, <laughs> and I work in chaos 24-7. <laughs> See, I, I feel like when I do that, that's when I stop producing. That's when mm. I start shutting down. My um, Like even if my house is a mess, I don't feel like I'm getting anything done that day. Like I, ha I have to get that done before I can operate well. I never used to be like that though. And I, I think... I think some of it stems from growing anxiety and getting into a place where I really had bad anxiety for a very long time. And the things that brought me to a more calm place were like cleaning my house, making sure my place was spotless. Like for some reason that it almost made, made me like, oh, like it took this weight just seeing things nice and neat and tidy where I'm like, okay, I know where everything's at. I have my calendar written out. Okay, now I can now I can go. And I notice when I slip back into chaos, which has been like the last 
four to six months of my life, things, the wheels started falling off. Were you raised in chaos? Um, no. No? No, but I had very chaotic relationships. That's probably the reason why your growing anxiety came from. A hundred percent, because I also didn't need to operate like this before those relationships. Mm. I was just like, I I just did whatever, like you were saying, but ever since those relationships... As I actually this one in particular, when I left it, I became this more OCD, like kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a control freak necessarily, but kind of because I think if you know you're in control of something, you're less likely to be shocked. You're less likely to have the rug pulled out from underneath you. So see, I'm the polar opposite. Then. Really? Yeah, because. I operate in chaos because I was basically raised in. I remember like you really t- on our chaotic, podcast, yeah, yeah. Because I told I told the viewers probably like what when was that last podcast? It was mid- like April? a month or like two months ago. Yeah, like so like a little dive in my little backstory. I was raised in chaos. I was raised in a six household. There was like six people of us. There was like six humans inside the household. There was always something needs to be done or someone's getting yelled at, or as a kid, you're basically gonna get some type of punishment from whoopings uh, to like a lot of stuff like that. In a more black household, let's put it like that, that was considered a norm. Yeah. So living in a chaotic type household, I was used to. So me now, I on my own with me and my boyfriend, and I'm like, wow, it's so quiet in here, wow. like. Things are staying clean and stuff or is not being moved, not being touched and stuff like that. And I just remembered, I'm like, damn, the chaos was the main reason why I did the shit that I did. Because living in chaos, of course, I can just easily say, you know what? I don't want to live in chaos right now. I'm going to go to X, Y, and Z today, even though I didn't have a car. I would just walk or I'd take the bus or I'd mm-hmm. take the train or do anything like that. But living in that type of chaos and then moving to New York and all that other gritty shit, I just learned that chaos was like my home. Mm. Like if I can't have chaos, yeah, like if I can't have chaos, there's something wrong, there's something going wrong. Yeah, and now things that are peaceful feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's what happens when people lead really toxic relationships like myself. Mm. I got used to feeling like living on edge and being in fight or flight mode all of the time and having constant PTSD was normal. So that shit sucks. Yeah, and it's it's wild because you do you almost like groom yourself or you become groomed by your environment to just accept and understand that and like you said get used to that and that becomes your new normal, which is wild and in the moment like when you're living that you don't see it like that. You wind up starting to look at that as you get out of it and recognize different patterns about yourself. Or like you said, when you put yourself in a new environment, that's actually the polar opposite of what you've grown up in or what you were experiencing. You're like, this is this new. is weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. why, why is there no one yelling? Like, why is there no kids screaming on the top of their lungs asking for shit? Like, yeah. What, what is this? Yeah, it's wild. And I, I do. I'll never regret. I don't regret anything in my life because I really am a strong believer that you wind up where you're supposed to wind up and that's if you can take the lessons you were supposed to learn along the way if you can get out of victim mentality 
and take your circumstances and not play victim to them, I think that you will wind up in a place and in an, evol- in an evolved place that you're supposed to wind up in. So I could have very easily played the victim to what I went through. And trust me, I fucking wanted to. I wanted to so bad for so long. And I did the why me, why this? I don't fucking deserve the on and on and on and on. But what does that do for you? It does nothing. It does fucking nothing for you. And I I learned that the hard way. And that's why I want to help so many other people escape victim mentality because it will kill you. It will literally kill you. And like I was saying, if you learn and accept the lessons inside of what has been presented to you, there's so much to be, like there's so many places you can go from that. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And I remember hearing that quote at one point and it was like a jab in the fucking stomach because I was like, ugh, whatever. Like that's so fucked up to say, but it's when you can take your ego down a little bit and listen to that quote, it's absolutely 100% true. Every single thing that I went through in my life in that particular time frame that I quote unquote let happen to me was exactly what I needed to experience to become the woman that I'm that's sitting in front of you right now. I would have not been here unless I had been through some of those experiences. And not to say that I am glad I went through them because I'm I'm definitely not, but I'm also really proud of the person that I've become because of the situations that I've overcome. So I think that's really key for a lot of people who are struggling to get out of victim mentality or who are in a really, really upset place with what's happened to them and they're feeling very low is to look at it and shift your perspective about what's going on in your life. And that also goes for people who you can't save either. Because mm-hmm. if you have people who are like, oh, I want to get out of this victim mentality, but they keep playing that role over and over and over again. That's on them. That's 100% on them. And I have experienced that in my own household. <laughs> <laughs> uh a small snippet of this story is basically I let my best friend and her girlfriend stay over and then they had a dog and I was like, okay, it's fine. Like you guys are going to get back on your feet probably within a month because I have seen people get on their feet within a month plus if they put an extra work into it. And basically around like the end of the month, they were blaming me for being a control freak because I would tell them like, hey, every Sunday we're gonna clean. And if I have to teach you how to clean, then that's gonna have to happen because I like my place clean. Because that's how my grandmother raised me is that everything needs to be clean. If you have a dirty household, because I've been in dirty households before with roaches everywhere, mm. even in the refrigerator. Oh, that I would die. Yeah, I would, I was, I would literally <laughs> pass away. <laughs> there, there was no fucking way that I wanted to have a household to remind me of like my old childhood. So it's triggering. It's it's damn there. Triggering. Yeah, it's I like, can imagine. <sighs> and that goes for anybody with situations you've been through. There's certain things that are going to pop up. They're like, that fucking reminds me of, of something this. that I've been through that I am never, ever going to accept again or have a part. And it can be a little jarring. Yeah. And it's also more like in the sense of way, like if you tell someone this, some people have to take it as like either, oh, they're just being controlling or other people will probably look at it as like, oh, that was probably a trigger for her. Yeah, and exactly. Her past. But they, in long story short, they never cleaned. They really was like really disrespectful to my boyfriend. They were playing the victim majority of the time. They were literally crying on my couch talking about, we don't have nowhere to go. This is unhuman and blah, blah, blah. You're not human and this and this and that. And I'm like, okay, but we established and agreed that you're going to be here on this day. You didn't come on this day. 
you literally came the next day knowing damn well I had to go to work. And then my mom had to go to work. And then my boyfriend's always here because he is a, dis a disabled veteran. You guys disrespected him. You guys disrespected my house. And you want me to give you a second chance because you're homeless? Mm. In my grandma's words, get the fuck out. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to give you a second, like a second, third, fourth. No. Like you're doing it now. That means you're going to do it later. And I don't want it. And you're clearly not respecting it. So goodbye. Well, and this is a great example of boundaries yep. and things that, you know, some people think that having boundaries is mean and they don't really understand the context of how boundaries can get implemented to actually be really good for you. And that goes back into that like people pleaser mentality where you get so wrapped up in being a yes person because you don't want to hurt people's feelings or you don't know how to say something to someone without coming off like mean or aggressive. But setting boundaries in place for you, what you will not stand for is really important. And it's for more, everyone's mental and health. And it's also more important for people who are out there actually listening. If someone throws at you, we are friends. You don't do this to friends. That's just you manipulating the person to stay, <laughs> to stay in that house. <laughs> it's 100% gaslighting. So I don't understand why would you think just because we're friends and you basically disrespected my boundaries means that... Hey, that friendship right there and our bound and the boundaries I push, that don't mean nothing. But we're friends. Yeah. But that it literally needs to be addressed that when that shit type that shit happens, they're not actually your friends. They're actually using you for something. Yeah. And all of these topics that we just mentioned, like people pleasing, gaslighting, boundaries, um, there were a few more that we just we messaged, but they were the foundation of what Fearless got built on. And, you know, I I named this podcast almost not as a joke. I don't want to say that, but like the as fuck I put on there kind of like jokingly because I remember fearless was something that I wanted to be so badly. And I grew up with a lot of fear based ideologies growing up, a lot of um, a lot of living in lack, a lot of what's the word I'm looking for? Just I, I don't I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was a pessimist, but I was such a worrisome person with a lot of anxiety and I never wanted to be that. I wanted to portray myself. I wanted to be the way I portrayed myself and having a fearless mentality to me meant that even if you were scared, you were going to do it anyway and you'd act fearlessly and the as fuck was just kind of like a joke because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be fearless as fuck with this. I'm going to step into the podcast studio. I'm going to do this without even knowing what I'm doing. I'm going to start competing without feeling like I'm a pro competitor. I'm going to start doing the things that I really see myself as before I am that person and just adopt the mindset. And when I popped into this podcast, it was right after I had left a lot of toxic things and was learning a lot about boundaries, a lot about self-discipline, a lot about people-pleasing and self-sacrificing and how somebody even in a confident space, which I thought I was, could wind up in a terrible fucking situation because I lacked boundaries and didn't understand who I was and didn't have, I don't want to say I didn't have self-respect for myself, but there were situations that I definitely self-sacrificed. So we built Fearless to share stories of empowerment, whether that was from dealing with trauma and overcoming it to where the podcast is, has evolved now, or we just bring people on to tell their stories of empowerment, not to gossip, not to throw people under the bus, to literally say, I was in a really shitty situation, whether that was a relationship, a near-death experience, 
post-traumatic stress from being at war, you freaking name it. We have guests on the podcast here to talk about that and how they've taken their pain, turned it into power or taken their not so favorable situations and helped the un- help the audience understand how you don't have to be the victim of your own life. Right. And I'm so happy and proud of how it's evolved because I think even like listening back to the very first episodes, I can hear how much not only I've grown, but the podcast has grown as a whole with its message. And I I think it's really cool that podcasts, like, you know, you start a podcast, this is forever out there on the air. We'll be able to listen to these back in like 20 years and see the more, the evolution of everything. And I hope that every single guest I bring on this show, at whatever point they're at in their life, when they share their story on here, they can listen to it down the road and be like, wow, I've grown even from that point. And it's really cool to hear people like yourself and Travis and people in the podcast studio who understand the message because I feel like it's actually sticking now. And um, I'm just really proud that we've all worked on this for a while now and shared all of these stories. And I'm proud that you're actually, you know, sticking to this. I, I'm I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you've been... You'll disappear for like a good week or so and the next thing you know, you'll come back. That's when we were first starting. But now it's like constantly, hey, I have to do this or do we have a guest for this day or any of that. That's more improvement because you just disappeared. And then I'll be like, where the fuck, Christina? Yeah. And you know what? This was actually um, (laughs) my old coach said this to me, too, because I did this once before with with um, with a prep. And it was during a prep that I could not get my head together. And I was like really in my head. And he called me once. And I've talked about this multiple times in this podcast because it was one of those conversations that I feel like changed my life. Um, You ever have a conversation with somebody and it could be something very simple that they say to you, but it sticks with you. It sticks with you so hard. And Honestly, my best friend will tell me like, oh, you a dumb bitch. And I'm like, you right. You fucking right. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to hear it in a little bit of a harsh way. And my coach told me you're scared of success. And it bothered me. It bothered me really bad because one, I didn't quite understand what he was saying because immediately my ego flared up and I didn't want to hear him. Mm. But then I sat back and I listened and he explained to me, um, you are, I think you're scared to look at how successful you could be because with that comes more responsibility. And I don't think that you are very confident enough right now to think that you can handle it. And it gut punch, it even like makes me like feel like I got gut punched right now when I say it out loud because I understand what he meant now, and he's not wrong, because with more six, with more success comes more responsibility. Mm-hmm. With more success comes more hate. Mm-hmm. With more success comes loss of friends. With mm-hmm. more success comes a lot of quote unquote like negative things. And actually, things I don't even want to say things that we'll think it's negative. It's change, um, and it's growth, and it can be really uncomfortable. And I think that I experience some resistance inside subconsciously because. The fear of the unknown is always scary for one. I know it's called fearless, but let's be fucking real. Life can be a little scary sometimes and change is scary. So I think it in some way when I see things evolving and maturing, it freaks me out and I'll pull back sometimes when I feel overwhelmed. So that is the one thing that I think is my biggest thing to work on, especially this next year is not letting that happen, asking for help when needed and being a part of a team when it comes to my ideas because you can't do everything yourself. And when it gets to a certain point, you have to ask for help. So I'm learning. (laughs) She's still in the learning stage, guys. Yeah. Travis, 
What do you uh, think about that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find I couldn't find the, the foot pedal to speak. What's up? What's... <laughs> I just <laughs> the foot pedal. I forgot that you actually like can turn it on and off. Yeah, yeah. and that um, foot pedal do, does move. So there'll be times where I'll be like, where the fuck is it? Yeah, you're yeah. Like kicking around on here just to make sure you can actually you know press it. Yeah, but... Travis and I did a really really insightful podcast uh, last week, which I'm really excited to share with you guys or have you guys listen to when it airs and cut up some really juicy clips. Um, Travis has been a very big part of a learning journey here for me and has taught me a lot. So I just want to say thank you for that, first of all, and express some gratitude. Um, You're literally one, actually everyone in this studio acts this way, but the second I come in here and have a question, I'm like, I don't know how to work my camera or I need this. Literally, you remember what it was one day you had an hour camera class with me for no reason, just out of nowhere, and shared all this information out of pure passion and desire to help and educate and just show how passionate, it it showed how passionate you were about what you do, which was, I think is so freaking cool. And another reason why I love being in the studio so much is because we have interactions like that literally every single day you walk through this door. Yeah. With guests, with producers, with ownership, anybody. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're educators here. We have a podcast studio that you know we enable people to tell their story, but we understand that in order for this new emerging concept to get out there, we have to do a lot of education. So we're not just you know at some point the concept of a grocery store had to be explained um, and then taught. You know, before they would just go kill their own cows. But um, it's a weird metaphor. But like <laughs> you know, we're here. We're teaching you how like like this is like a, an audio and visual library. You're creating your own story and documenting forever. If you have kids or grandkids or great-grandkids, they can come back and listen and watch their great-great-grandmother be who they are in their prime. That's never been done before, ever. And uh, that's kind of what we're doing. We're teaching people and businesses and influencers how to utilize podcasting as this new form media. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's really cool. What is your take on Fearless as Fuck the podcast? Fearless as Fuck the podcast. And and I did get that. I love saying that. Fearless AF (laughs) podcast, or we call it FAF here. Um, FAF. Um, like Fearless faff. We're, my take on the podcast is it's, it's one that's different than the other types of kind of like mental health, you know, empowerment podcasts, because it really digs down into the, the, the psyche of like, you know, convincing yourself that you are one thing kind of fake it. So you make it right. And in order to get to that point, you have to be fearless to get to that point because you will make so many mistakes. You will be down on yourself. And you just have to be accountable to, you know, like your faux pas, like where you, you go absent for a while. You put your phone in a Faraday cage every night and no one can get a hold of you. Like you got to. <laughs> so the guests you've have had on have been so different, but so similar to your story and to, to the stories of your previous guests. And it's it's really refreshing. If any of the listeners out there actually listen to all the shows, it's this is probably the best show to listen to on your way to like the gym or while you're at the gym, because literally nothing confidence. precisely. And I. I love it so much. Oh, I'm so glad. And see, I like asking people that because I really want to see if they see it the same way that I'm trying to get everything to translate. And I, there's so many podcasts out there to listen to. There's mm-hmm. so many on so many different topics, but I want someone to come on Fearless as Fuck, the podcast, and hear a story from somebody that they might not even have ever listened to before. An MMA fighter, like a bartender, a I don't stripper know, a stripper, any, anything, anything, and feel some kind of way that something that they said showed them that they're not alone and that they can, too, get over the hard things that they're going through and find empowerment in that and build themselves up and build themselves more confident. And I really, really, I stand behind that message so much 
from this podcast. And that's why I know this is something that's so special to me. And, you know, you guys, obviously, we were talking earlier, I've seen it from the very beginning evolve to what it's evolved to now. And I hope we can kind of continue that message and really push that, that like message of confidence. And like Travis said, I think like somebody going to the gym or on their way to an interview or, you know, taking a long car drive where they're not feeling so good about themselves. That's the kind, this is the kind of listen I want to give people. Um, I know it's not the clickbait topics. I know it's It's not not the red pills. It's not the fucking red pill shit. It's not political. It's not any of those things that are going to bring you stress and more anxiety. I'm hoping it to just bring some realism with real fucking people who haven't always had it easy. And also, like Travis said, taking accountability, like me getting on here and putting myself out there to tell you that I'm not always the most communicative person. I fall off the grid sometimes. I don't always feel fucking confident. That might seem shocking to some people, but it's the truth. And, and I that's think the that's the truth that most people are going to need because they're going to look at this podcast yes. and be like, oh, how is she just holding up like this? Like, how is she doing this? And then she has something going on in the background. Yeah. That's I'm like what the wires people- underneath my TV console. <laughs> <laughs> that's also another but thing. But you're right, though. You need you need to see more humans be human. Yes. And I want that for I want that so badly to be more of what you see on social media because you do see so many highlight reels all the time. Like you said, you see the final picture of what something you see someone's life and you're like, damn, I want that type of life. Or you'd be like, damn, they have this type of car. That's my dream car or something like that. And you're like, I want that car. Or you're like, I want what this person's having. They're going to X, Y and Z to cross the country and they're doing all these luxurious things. What can you do to get those mm-hmm. luxurious things? Because I learned this from Stephen Cohen. Shout out to Stephen, that you have to work for it. You have yes. to put in the effort. You have to literally make yourself uncomfortable to be comfortable. And not everyone life. shows that that's how they got there. You could walk in here right now and see the screen, see the lights, see that I have a producer producing my podcast, see me sitting here sounding however I want to sound, and you think, wow, she has it all together, but did you know that I woke up with a crazy anxiety this morning not knowing what the fuck to talk about because I didn't have a guest all of a sudden? Did you know that I worry about what people say to me in my YouTube comments, that I have to let my producer go through them because I I can't stomach them? (laughs) I absolutely fucking love them. I look at them every day and I'm like, haha, you're stupid. (laughs) Or you're an ignorant fool because you see, don't know shit. See, and and you're like any keyboard warrior has has really nothing to say. Like it's it's whatever. But sharing those things, you might not think that those things would bother me. That I might just be able to like words have a big effect to people. Yeah, and you can see that with like people like Christina, where you can say, oh, everyone could be a podcaster, or you just saying that out of your ass, or just let her cook, or stuff like that. Like, come on, guys. I bet you five dollars, five fucking dollars, because I won't even put my 200 in that. You can't do this shit. You can't handle the cameras on you. You can't handle like the pressure that's going to be put on you as a producer. And you can't handle half of the shit that we're going through because there's a whole workflow. And the whole workflow is getting this podcast to get up there, to get people to listen, to actually understand that not everyone's going to be a podcaster, but if you put in the fucking effort into it, you can be a podcaster. Yeah, and I, to, like, to kind of piggyback off what you said, I never really thought that this would actually come to fruition, and I hope people listening who really think that their dreams are out of reach 
maybe listen to some episodes of this podcast and realize that they're a lot closer than closer than they think and that it's a lot it's a lot more in reach than they could ever imagine if they drown out the noise and really focus on their reason why because that is what will keep you going that helps you drown out all the noise that helps you drown out all the comments like and then we, the doubt within family because I had mm-hmm. so much doubt in my family where I was like I want to be this. And they'll be like, no. That's that extra noise I'm talking about. That stuff will go away if you put your blinders on and stay very, very focused. But that for me, because I know I'm a sensitive person, that's the reason why I have someone else look at them. But if you're (laughs) not in that position, you have to stop paying attention to what outside people are telling you about you. Because no one knows you better than you. There was this, I forget who said it, but I heard it on like a little TikTok reel and they were like, if you have a problem with me, call me. And if you don't have my number, you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. Mind you, when you take the opportunity to put your opinions out there on the internet, on social media for the world to see, you are opening up yourself to other people's opinions. And that's just part of the game. So you have to have either thick skin or just not care. Um, And it takes a while to grow that. And that's something that I think it's taken me a while to evolve with because I will remember in the very beginning, the little things would, they would get me and I would go to bed with them at night. And that's not how it is anymore because I truly, truly understand why this is here. Right. And that's how you succeed is you stop caring about what other people think about you so much and focus on your why. I remember this quote from my political science teacher in RCC. His doc- he was Dr. Mark. I don't remember his last name. It started with an S. But he said to us, everyone had like, opinions are like assholes. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. has them. <laughs> so I like to put that in perspective because I never thought about it like that because everyone does have opinions. Everyone has their side and of the story. And that's okay. And it's fine. Like, that's considered your asshole. But my asshole is different than your asshole, so Stop. we're gonna we're gonna live with that, man. Well, it's do you really expect, and this is something that I had to put in perspective, do I really expect to put up a piece of content on the internet and have every single person who listens agree to it like you. it or agree with it? No. no, that'd be very ignorant to think. Very. So you just have to take into consideration that there are people who are going to be outwardly putting their opinions on your content as well. And it's up to you if you take that to the bank or not. And if it doesn't align with your message, then it shouldn't even matter anyway. And to all the professional podcasters out there, please leave like comments of encouragement or <laughs> criticism, not like harsh criticism, but building blocks constructive. to- Yeah, like constructive criticism to help. Because I mean, that's, so that. much, that's so much like, it's so nice to see other creators look out for other creators. Oh, yeah, but you, you don't see that as much as because people are random people are quicker to leave negativity. Then you will see somebody who is as successful leaving you, you know, like beautiful, bits of, nice. Yeah, you don't see it like as that. much because people are way quicker to throw hate out there. But, you know, you see it in different communities, like in the fitness community. Our athletes are so supportive of each other, which is fucking incredible. You know, when you get when I get a random comment on TikTok about like you look like a man or like you must take steroids or like what kind of woman are you? Those are the type of people who be sitting on their couch with a big ass beer belly and shit like that. Exactly, though. So just thank them for boosting your algorithm and let the comments go to war. I've just but 
if you had asked me this, I would not be talking like this like three years ago. I'd be like, how could this person say this to me? How could they do this like, and this oh my and God, this? That's and so mean. Not, yeah, not taking into consideration, look at where this is fucking coming from. So I encourage anyone out there who is looking to pursue anything related to social media, just take everything that's commented about you with a grain of salt because there will be comments. And the more success you get, like we said earlier, the more hate you're gonna get as well. But that does not mean that it's also not coming with more positivity, you just might not see it all. How many times do you scroll past something on social media that you actually liked, but you don't take a second to like like it or comment on it? That's a lot. A lot, and so if you take that into consideration, you get 300 likes of validation, of, of comments or whatever, of people, agreeing with you that they like what they see. How many people do you think scrolled past it and just didn't have the time to do that? So even if you think that your content isn't getting out there well, I've had this discussion with my sister because she's she beats herself up so much about her content not reaching anybody. And I was like, and just keep fucking- her content looks so great. Yes. Like it looks professional, it looks she's so beautiful. Good. Like she's doing her thing. Yeah, and I told her just keep going. Yeah, it's just like you have to say fuck it mm -hmm. and then throw it out there. Yeah, and then keep going, keep that, going. That reminds keep me going. of Gary. Did you ever listen to Gary V? I have. He like there. There's a lot of content he always creates about just like create the content. Like just keep creating it and creating it. Like do something, see if it works. If it doesn't, do it again. You have to experiment. You have to try different things, and you can't get down on yourself if it's not hitting. Because what's going to be worse than that? Not doing anything. You're never going to get anywhere. So, and this also comes in from Joey from Shut Up and Cut. Shout out to Joey. That you just have to keep going. Yeah. Like you have to let everything go, and then you have to get this work done. Yeah. Like if it's shit, you can turn that into gold. <laughs> or from what Austin has said yesterday. Like pressure can make diamonds. Yes, it's it's the truth. Some people work. I know I work very well under pressure, so we'll keep that momentum. Um, and on that note, we will definitely keep this communication going and keep pushing fearless. And I just want to take a second and thank all of you guys who are new and old listeners for tuning into Fearless. It means the world to me. If you cannot, if you haven't realized it already, this project is so much more than me. It is about you guys and about the guests here and just providing anyone and everyone who tends to listen to this for five minutes or five hours, some some little bits of hope and hopefully things to help build your empowerment and confidence in your own lives. And if you guys ever have any questions or have any topics you want to see on Fearless, Fearless as fuck on FAF, on FAF the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on FAF. On FAF the podcast, got, guys. I always start trying to do these like very like meaningful like little clips and I fuck it up and then it becomes this like blooper. Anyway. We love them though. We love you guys here. Thank you so much for your support and your listening and all of your shares. If you guys want to support the podcast anyway, sharing the clips, sharing the podcast, pushing out the links always helps us and we just want to get the message out there more. So thank you, Amber, and thank you, Travis. For coming on today, I'm no always so glad to have you guys, and yes, we'll hopefully have way more of these to come, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. We've got to, got to go.